Hi listeners, today's episode is all about avoiding overthinking and being in the present. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So how do I, you know, it, it seems you try to stop thinking but and, and you read all this and you try to practice it. But yet in any given situation, I find that in order to get closer to practicing it or even practice it, it's causing a lot of thoughts to happen. So is that different kind of thoughts or those thoughts that I should break that kind of habit? And if so, how? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> now, the, the, there's a lot of talk these days about not just talk, actually it's happening, addictions. Many people are addicted to all kinds of things, substances, uh, but one of the greatest addictions, or rather the greatest addiction, never actually, you never read about it in the papers, because the people who are addicted to it don't know it. It's the addiction to thinking. It's actually addictive. Can't stop thinking. It's like can't stop drinking, can't stop smoking, can't stop eating, can't stop thinking. Thinking is the greater addiction than any of these. And it's an addiction because it's, first it's been a drug, almost <laughs> it's been around for so long, and uh, it's a pseudo sense of self. So it's a great reluctance on the part of most people to let go of thinking, because which is equated with the state of sleep, to let go of thinking. There isn't that much to understand in this teaching. There's a little bit to understand about how the ego works, but even that is just mainly a self-observation. The main thing about it is presence. Presence. And presence is a space of no thought, but presence can also be there in the background even when thinking is happening. You can still be not completely involved in the thinking. Thinking loses the ability to create havoc in your life and confuse you. So it, your choice then is not to understand more or to bring some intellectual analysis to the practice, but to practice the state of not thinking, which can be arrived at by various ways, as you probably know, if you don't think about it, just do it. Uh, becoming more aware of the present moment and accept it as it is, slows down the overactive mind is one thing. Because a lot of the overactivity of the mind is an attempt to get away from the isness, the simplicity of the present moment. So to become more aware of the present moment as a practice, 
have perhaps little pointers in your office, at home, in your car, let's say present moment or whatever, or a symbol for it. And there are different entry points into the present moment. Present moment awareness means thinking subsides, may not disappear completely, but something else arises that is primary. We call it presence or awareness. Buddhists call it mindfulness, which I don't use because it implies your mind is full of things, but it isn't, of course. It's just a mistranslation. So, uh, to, to be present, first of all, use the present moment to become... But how do you become conscious of the present moment? Now, when you get it, after a while, you can, you can actually sense the presence of the present, so to speak, directly, and there it is. But helpful things are sense perceptions, take you out of thinking, if you're not judging the sense perceptions, labeling, naming, looking around, anywhere, wherever you are, look around, practice sense perceptions without this compulsive interference of naming what, what you're perceiving. Oh, that's a beautiful flower. I wonder what it's called. I don't know what it's called, so that helps. I can be free of thinking. If I know what it's called, I can say, oh, that's such and such, and then drop that. And see what it means to perceive without the interference of concepts, words. At this moment, for example, you're looking at me. Now, let's say between now and now, were you thinking? No. Okay, and again, between now and now, were you thinking or present? No thought. And while I speak, do you need to think to understand what I'm saying, or can you just listen and understand it? And this is what you're doing. And so that's part of the teaching and the function of the spiritual teacher. Imparting information is secondary. What I'm telling you now is secondary. What is primary is the underlying state of consciousness, which is presence. That's the teaching. But you can't talk about that. It's underlying. But the, a sign that it's working is that while you listen, there's no thought. There's just an alert presence. And when the so-called teacher stops speaking for a moment, the alert presence remains. It does not need to be filled with anything. Like now. What is there to think about? Nothing. Now, if we do this for longer, if we're, at some point, your mind will probably start up and think, well, how much longer is he going to sit there? And, <laughs> <laughs> and when that happens, you can allow your mind to say, how much longer is he going to sit there and say nothing, and then come back to presence. And then some other thought will come. 
what's this all about? And then you can allow that thought to arise and then be present again, which means you're not really, your priority is no longer to follow the thought where it wants to take you, because the thought has a magnetic pull. It wants more of your consciousness, but it wants to grow because it's a little entity. It wants to grow, so it wants your attention. And in subtle ways, it tries to get your attention. It says, it might even use a bodily feeling. It says, God, I'm hungry suddenly. Why didn't I need to eat something? And then you think of a re what restaurant am I going to afterwards? <laughs> and so the presence is gone. You are gone. You are looking for a restaurant in your mind. <laughs> which means the thought used as an, some bodily thing to make thoughts out of it, completely pointless, because you can't find a restaurant because you're standing here. <laughs> but it can use all kinds of things to manufacture more, to get your attention. And if you're not careful, if you don't know the mechanism, it's not so much an intellectual understanding, but a simple realization that this is what the mind does. It tries to pull you in. It's fine, that's what it does. Once you know that, you can allow thought to arise without following it where it wants you to go, which is into another bigger thought and a bigger one. So then you become like, like my dog when it finds a scent. And then suddenly, even the do when the dog is off leash, usually she's fine, she just runs around you, but suddenly she picks up a scent and then she goes off completely unaware of surroundings or anything. He just follows it. <laughs> and she could get lost. She goes off to the horizon sometimes, just disappears. And that's, when you follow a thought, it goes like that, you can wake up 20 minutes later. And it started with being a little bit hungry and thinking of a restaurant, and it ends up with thinking about how undreadful your life is. LAUGHTER